it must be 8 o'clock on a Thursday night. 7. Yes, what did seven. I say, 8 o'clock? Yeah. Yes. Oh my yes. God. Okay, it's, it's Thursday though, right? That's true. It's well, Thursday. it is 8 o'clock in Nova Scotia. There you go. See? There you go. Um, well, we are not currently in Nova Scotia. Yes, no, we're not. We're not. So it's 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Broadcasting live from Nova Scotia. There you go. There you go. Um, so this is cue the mic, cue the mic, cue the mic, cue the mic. And we got some Donna in the background. I think I missed the kind of on the radio, on the radio, on the radio. Um... But this is Dr. Renee Norris-Jones, not a medical doctor, but, you know, I stayed in school a long time, studied some stuff, so I was a doctorial doctor. It's in the Ph.D. variety. Um, and Griffin is telling me to say hi. And in the studio with me tonight, <laughs> we have... Sandy Smith, uh, occasional uh, contributor to this program, home and real estate editor at Philadelphia Magazine, uh, pen for hire, uh, all sorts of things. There you go. And Griffin? Humble tutor, uh, managing editor of the CCP Vanguard. And CCP is the? Community College of Philadelphia. Community College of Philadelphia. My name is Griffin. It's there nice to go. be here. And my pronouns are she, her, hers, and doctor. He, him, his, and Mr. And uh, mine are they, them. And who's not here but on the way is Fox. And she is she, her, and I think the rest of us kind of do you. Sometimes yeah, I answer I think, to dude. Yes, I... I I, I answer to dude as well. Yeah. I know some people don't, but yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Gotcha, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have the dude in the, I use, um, I use the word, well, historically, I've used the word guys a lot, male and female, everyone, but now I have to be careful with that. Um, oh, that is our microphone making noises. It's coming up because it knows that this is nonprofit. <laughs> Community Radio, and um, you're listening to, do you want to help us out there, Sandy? You're listening to Germantown Community Radio on 92.9 FM, WGGTLP, Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. Dot com. So, um, we got some things going on here. Um, I, it's been a couple of things. Well, one is... Monday, the 23rd, I believe so, was National Bisexual Day. Yes, which I didn't, so before that day, I did not know that it existed, but I'm happy that it exists now. I I found an article, and it says, like, every year since 1999, September 23rd, Warbs will observe, celebrate Bisexuality Day. Since 1999, I did not know that. I, yeah, it's, I, I, I tend to find out these things after the fact, so it's, I'm, this is not surprising to me. You're not alone. Yeah, but um, I'm happy because that is my identity there you at go. the moment, at least. Okay. Um, so um, I usually explain it as, for me, a lot of people tend to, there's a misconception that um, bisexual means men and women, for some people that may be true, 
But the original definition is actually, so the both that it's referring to is actually heterosexual and homosexual. So it's um, different and same. And that's how I relate to it, is that, well, I am attracted to genders that are different and the same as mine. Hmm. Okay, I think so that's how that I've includes, always known it. Yeah. Right. So for me, that includes pretty much everybody. Okay. Um, um, for some people, they may just be men and women. Um, but for me, it is not so. And I like that original definition. And remind me of the original definition. I think that dates back to our time. Is that right, Sandy? I believe so. Um, yes, where yeah. the, the bi refers to both heterosexual yes. and homosexual. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that put out loud, but that was my understanding. Yes, not attracted to men and women. Um, it huh. there tends to Because of this, there tends to be a lot of overlap with um, people who identify as pansexual. Right. Which is like a... it's. A lot of people use it as like a clarification of like I'm a, I'm attracted to all genders. That's it. That's an interesting perspective because we've had conversations on the show about pansexuality and right. bisexuality, right. and every time it comes up, I learn another aspect of it. Right. It's it's why you usually have to ask like someone's thought process. <laughs> yeah. Um, because people tend to have different definitions of stuff. So I tend personally tend to veer away from pansexuality because people that are pansexual will sometimes say things like um, gender doesn't factor into whether I'm attracted to someone, mm-hmm. which is not really how I experience it. I, for me, it's I enjoy all genders. Okay. So for me, it does factor in in a positive way. Something I think may be worth remembering is probably you know, when, when we were coming along in the mm-hmm. world, Renee... Mm-hmm. We didn't speak of gender. We spoke of sex. There we go. Right. Okay. You know. Right. Um, and I would say that at least to the biologists, sex is still different from gender. Um, you know, I mean, when I was growing up. Just need you right on that mic. Nonprofit oh, mic. excuse me. Right. There yes. you go. When I was growing up, you know, words had gender and people had sex. Right. Um, there you go. You know. Uh, so the notion of gender is something apart from sex is still something that at least, you know, my old brain takes a little time having to bend and wrap itself around. Right. right. So so mm-hmm. biology and psychology have actually, um, it's looking more and more like in both fields that um, the idea of there being two defaults is unraveling sometimes by the day with whatever research comes out. That it's actually a series of, characteristics that can fall on a variety of scales so because there are so many factors the idea of there being two just quote default you know modes is not even accepted in biology anymore Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah i mean it's it's amazing how the conversation changes right how the definitions change um, I know a colleague colleague who works with um, LGBTQ in the community and everything involved, um, LGBTQ plus, and she says that from week to week, every time she thinks it gets down, 
You know, she'll go in and her group is just like, no, no, no. That was like last week. You got to keep up with this, this, and this. So, um, and she's a therapist. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, to me, that's kind of part of, I, I really enjoy that. I, I, I love how dynamic it is because it's for me, I don't know. I feel I've, my relationship to myself feels dynamic and okay i think for a lot of people they're embracing that that you know sort of changing part of it right so So would you say that that has something to do with your demographic your your age your generation what is your you're not a millennial yet we talked about this i'm i'm (laughs) i'm sorry not a millennial yet you're not a millennial am the i am the we're called gen z we're also called iGen, although that's kind of outdated. That was a couple of years ago. The one, the newest one that I've heard is, um, oh, we're also called Zoomers, but that's like a that's like a jokey name as opposed to Boomers. Ah. And the all, and the other joke is that millennials are Doomers because they're really sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which so, that's that's the joke. So, how are you guys related to the boomers? Because we're both boomers, aren't we? Sam? That's yeah. right. So, how are you guys related to the boomers? Right. So, um, he's like, "Wow, okay, I did not know we yeah, were going here I, tonight." I don't, I don't <laughs> know what the what the like year actual years are. So my, so my, I'm basically among the older Gen Z. Okay. Um, my parents are the youngest of the boomer generation and they have a lot more in common with Gen X. Right. So I am the youngest of the boomers. Right. Right. Youngest. Not right. Because so when Woodstock happened, folks go, wow, you went to Woodstock. No, I was 12. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) Well, actually, let's see. You wouldn't have been the youngest of the boomers. You would have been right around the peak of the boom. I was born in the peak year of the baby boom, 1958. Well, no, then I'm I'm 57. Then I'm right in front of you. Yeah. Um, you know. My parents were 61. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were late it. boomers. Right. So, so does that make me a late oh, boomer? Late oh, late boomers. Sick. It's like late bloomers. Yes. Oh. Okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am not anybody's so late. Cute. But But that puts me in that generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm in that generation. Yeah, and I mean, generations are all just kind of garbage well, marketing tactics. Yeah, technically, but... you know, the, the, the demographers say that a generation spans about 17 years' time. Right. Know? That's a weird number. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it's... It's the length of time it takes for certain for a certain group of people to come of age, and I guess the divisions are really kind of arbitrary because uh, once you get to the beginning or end of a generation, lines tend to blur. I think the only reason the baby boom it became such a sharply defined generation is because everybody came back, all the soldiers came back from World War Two. Got with their women and started making babies. Right, that's yes. the story. But yes. that's like if that happened fifteen years later, that's not doesn't seem to really be the case mm-hmm. as it is with my parents. Um, but oh, I I just remembered actually the the new the name for my generation that I heard for the first time a couple weeks ago that kind of threw me was um, I saw a chart 
that have us as the pivotal generation as opposed to the millennial generation. Mm. Huh. What are we pivoting towards? Yeah, that's what I was going to so ask. Is this a good pivot have, or a bad pivot? They pivot. have Malala, I forget her last name, as our um, like most important icon, as well as now Greta Thunberg. Ah. Um, I... Their analysis, their analysis seemed to be very optimistic. I'm not sure I 100%. I, it might, I, in my opinion, it's a bit early to be this optimistic about a generation hmm. being so... We got yeah. it. Like, oh, okay. It's, that seemed to be the implication, was that we're going to come along and change the we're world gonna, for we're the gonna, better. We're, yeah, you, you guys are supposed to fix the messes we left you. Right. <laughs> I think that's... A bit optimistic, mm-hmm. but right. that's I. I cautious. I am cautiously optimistic, but I think that's a label that's maybe a bit early still. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm still asking, what generation is my grandson? He's three. They they're still deciding that. Really? Um, yes. You, they, that would be the newest generation. I think I've only seen like one or two names for that. I don't. But they're not they're not coming to me huh. yet. Huh. Okay. Um, so that conversation just keeps coming back to me. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. So mm-hmm. a couple things that... So, and Sandy, you're going to talk to us about this play. Yes. All right. And I love the stage, so I can't wait to hear, but but there's not going to be any... What's that when you give it away? What's that called? No, no spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. Yeah. It's actually not a sort of play that has spoilers, really. It's a comedy, pure and, pure and simple, and it is a monologue, Okay. basically. Well, there are two side characters. Two All right, angels, so so, anyway. um, so we're going to come back to that in yeah. one second. Two things that I saw this week. I got an email for a focus group, hmm. um, and it says, please record your gender. Male, female, transgender, gender variant, non-conforming, mm-hmm. other. It's just nice can to... Can I take a look at yeah, that? Yeah, you sure can. So it's... I mean, I guess if I was given this, I'd probably, I mean, I'd want to check three of these. (laughs) (laughs) Male, female, and other? I'd check transgender, gender variant slash nonconforming, and other. Well, see, that's interesting. What I saw it as, wow, look what's happening, and you're going, I'd check all three. It's it's not a lot, and because this is electronic, you can't check all three. Right. Well, well. So the um, the the Philadelphia Trans Wellness Conference uh-huh. they did a they did a general survey, and they had probably I want to say and this was around this was eight. in the summer of 2019 right and here in yes. Philly right yes what was that August uh, I believe so July August right they now, had right. they had around eight and you could check more than one and there was another oh wow um so I so you given that choice I usually check. I usually te- check non-binary, genderqueer, gender fluid, androgynous, transgender. I I use a lot of them. So focusgroup.com, you guys have a, a little bit. You guys have a little bit more work to do, but I was happy to no, see. No, that's good. I I was happy to see that it's, you know, it's getting out there. Like right. it's the little baby steps. Right. You know? um, I don't I don't know. In my book that's good. Yeah, I, I am a survivor of domestic violence, so every time I see a new initiative, a new law, a new something, I go, oh, my God, baby steps. Right. You know, it's been 40 True. years since I've been through that, but it's still we're still taking baby steps. True. A check know? mark is nice, yeah. but it's not, say, 
healthcare. Yeah. Or housing. Um, and notice that we're avoiding the, the elephant in the world. Um, oh. Oh, wait, do we want to make Did somebody this? somebody say housing? <laughs> did we did we want to make this cue the mic impeachment edition well here's the thing i've seen it i've seen it before i'm like i don't even want to read it get the headlines out of my face do not toy with me i know they've I'm... been toying with me since he took office right. and i go the first time i heard it, i was just like thank goodness let's get this going and then every time I hear it, it's just like, okay. Yeah. But it's it does seem like it's for real this time. And yeah. it and it doesn't, it, that being said, it seems like they'll that's, be investigating. I don't know. And that there sounds will like be Prince a formal, Charming, Princess Charming is, is really right. real. I don't know. So I, 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 and I think most other people, doubt very much that he will actually be kicked out. But the process being started is something that hap- hasn't happened before. And it's happening now. Well, actually, if anything, this probably bears more similarity to... We've had three... Your microphone. Oh, we've had three other presidents who have been, you know, who they've started the impeachment process on. And it is a process, you know. It isn't like, you know... And who are those three? Those three are Andrew Johnson, who came within one vote of being convicted. Richard Nixon, yep, who chose him. to resign Before rather than face yeah. certain convictions. Yes, yes, tricky dick. Yes. And Bill Clinton, for whom you might say that was one of those cases of history repeating itself the first time as tragedy, the second, in this case, the third time as farce. Um, Clinton, was that for the, I did not have sex with that woman? Yes, it what, was right, for the, it was, yes, yeah, so for the whole Monica Lewinsky perjuring. perjuring I was yeah. very upset with that because my daughter mm-hmm. was about seven or eight. She was watching television. She was watching the news and he sits, stood, he sat there and lied to my child's face. Okay. And Oof. she's, she's the older millennial where he said, I did not have sex with that woman. I right. did not. And then later on, by the time she had a preteen, that whole generation was just like, well, you know, oral sex isn't sex. And I'm going, I blame all of this <laughs> on Clinton. Really? I blame all of this. Yes. It was after that. I mean, but now it's like. I hold him accountable. Right. But now it's like, oh, but like all news is fake. And windmills cause cancer and uh as the mother of a female child russia supports going, democrats yeah 12 13 i i still hold them accountable and and that didn't help that whole you know it's not sex well you know looking back on that now then i think we what we're witnessing is the funhouse mirror version of the clinton impeachment or it's the total inverse yeah right um because sense. well basically we have we we, we have a president who has a casual relationship with the truth and facts. We know this. <laughs> underline on casual. Yeah. Um, oh, heavy underline. Yes. Underline on clown circus. I'm Gover- sorry. Go gover- ahead. Governs by tweet. You know, and um, it has this habit of, well, actually, it, it's something like Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's seven stages of dealing with death, you know, in, the, in denial then uh, resignation, then acceptance, then, you know, <laughs> it, it, there's something like that at work with Trump. You know, first he denied, I didn't do that. And he said, well, I don't know, maybe I did do that. <laughs> uh, and then, did I do that? I don't know, you tell me. You know? <laughs> right, I mean, it's, I mean, he'll never admit to any wrongdoing because that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll also probably forget like I, I feel like I feel like we are kind of 
not highlighting <laughs> how fragile his mental state is. Well, there's some fra- there's something fragile there. Yes. Right. Yes. I think I think memory is going to start being one of them oh. if it's not already. Um, taking some famous phrases from impeachments past in my life, you know, maybe the question that everybody is going to ask this time is, what didn't the president know, and when didn't he know it? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And also, you know, um, it, it may hinge on, you know, what the definition of favor is. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I was talking to my dad about this. Like, the, the Justice Department interpretation that political dirt is not, quote, a thing of value is the most garbage interpretation I have ever heard. Like, like, like that's literal... That's the closest you can get to, like, the idea of power. And somehow that that's not a thing of value. If political dirt were not a thing of value, we would not have opposition research. Right. There would be no cover-up as well. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, it's... We're having fun times outside yes. today yes, as well yes, as last yes. week. It's it's the music. I, I think it's a new song. It's called The Police Siren. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, last week it was hard getting out of the studio. Not hard getting out of the studio, but I had it to make a little, that weird yeah. U-turn in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we live in a in a city. Um, kind of waiting for them to pass. I'm sorry. I digress. There we They're go. There we right go. Up there we go. That's a song, folks. Mm-hmm. There, that is a song. Um, wee woo, wee woo. And from the <laughs> looks of it, please okay, don't be nearby. They're, no, they're, they're, they're disappearing. Yeah, okay, they're disappearing. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Good. There we go. Anyway, um, so what's what is? Are, are we done with the with the tea? The teach the, 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 the uh, Trump. Well, we we are we are done with him for tonight, but this is like a soap opera, right? Tune in again right, tomorrow, right, right, of course, for the next thrilling installment. Yeah, yeah this will be our lives for the next year. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm. I'm. See, that's why I can't pay attention to it. I'm like, you guys got me once, twice, <sighs> yep. four times. Yep. I'm just not yep. falling for that. He's going to be out of there. Yep. This is why it's important to vote. Everybody, vote 2020. That's my hashtag to everything. Mm-hmm. Vote. You don't Often. like ice cream? Vote 2020. Don't, well, don't just vote 2020. Vote, well, vote all the time. Yes, please. Yes, Right Right now, we're just trying to remind ah, people. Yes, well, as they used to say in Boston, vote early and often. Yes, I, I said that last time, actually. What was it? Vote early, vote often. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I am um, a little distracted, but um, so, Sandy, I love the stage. Yes. Love, love, love the stage. I just need you to get up on that mic and tell me what I'm going to love. So, um, you know, there's there's some LGBT content in this, by the way, folks. Okay. Um, There's a play. uh, It's currently running at the Bristol Riverside Theater called An Act of God. Um, It is based loosely on a Twitter account uh, by a comedian whose name escapes me right now. His first name's James, last name begins with a B. I forget, but he tweets as God at the tweet of God. <laughs> and the God God in the Twitterverse is a very interesting character, rather acerbic, very wry, 
um, isn't really what you'd call that impressed with his creation. Right. You know, uh, one of his tweets, for instance, uh, was, uh, well, you know, the trouble with we the people is you the people. <laughs> um, so he wrote this play sort of loosely based on uh, the character. Um, several different people have played it, have played God in this. This is a basically one man or one woman show. There are a couple of supporting characters, two angels who... Uh, uh, basically help God, who is a hot mess, by the way, uh, revise the Ten Commandments. Um, I can see it. Yes. Um, in the Bristol Riverside Theater production, God is played by Kim Wayans. Um, huh. Yes. Okay. Uh, which makes God... This, this is the first black female God to have appeared in the show. Um in a London production, God was a white woman, and uh, the author himself, I think, played in played God in New York. But as we said, God, God in this case, you know, well, she admits that she's a you know a real hot mess, and she's you know basically, well, I made you in my image, you know, you got oh, all hot messes, yeah. oh no, you know, and God has oh, a wicked no. sense of humor, just. Just, just so you know, I've oh, not seen yes. the play. There's mm-hmm. a, I've lived this life. There's yes. a wonderful quote from the book Good Omens. I think it's in the series as well. But I read the book first because the book's great. Um, by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. And in the first chapter, it's um, something about something like um, there's a famous expression that that God doesn't doesn't play chance. Right. God doesn't play Play with dice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's correct. He does not play with with dice? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's correct. I've seen this attributed to Einstein. God doesn't play dice with the universe. Right. But that that's correct. That God plays a game of his own devising, which to other people is like playing poker in a dark room with blank cards where the house is always smiling. <laughs> and I love that quote so much. That's interesting. Well, one of the revelations in this play, as we go through the commandments, comes when they reveal the second commandment, which is, thou shalt not tell, tell, thou shalt not tell others who to fornicate. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Huh. At which point, we get into the real creation story, which was that indeed God did create Adam and Steve. Oh, um, you know, God, 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 God is pro-gay in this play, very much so. Um, and she explained that she did that so that they could enjoy each other without being overly distracted as they went about uh, tending to the Garden of Eden and. You know, then, of course, along comes the creature who uh, tempts them into eating from the tree of knowledge that their behavior is sinful. <laughs> and, uh, of course, Steve takes a bite of the fruit. And uh, uh, God is upset and turns Steve into Eve. Aww. Thus making her the first transgender male to female. Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
See, you know, we 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 think this stuff is all new. That's really sad. I feel I, for me, that's more sad than the original. I guess because I don't have much connection to that yes. emotionally. Mm-hmm. But hearing that story, I'm like, oh, that's really sad. Yeah, I you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know, maybe maybe Adam and Steve wound up in a house in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And you know, are attending to a garden to this day. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but anyway, that that that's that's an example of you know just how different a judgmentalist would go in to see this play and probably want to like storm the stage halfway through. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I I appreciate that. That sounds that, that sounds like a very enjoyable play to me. Anyway, it is. It is. Um, you know, um, God occasionally throws you know, uh, throws some thunderbolts. Uh, she addresses the audience too. Um, um, you know, <laughs> and, and who was like the play it. written by? Um, shoot, I'd have to look it up now. Um, I think. Wait a minute. This is not a quiz show. I can consult my phone. <laughs> uh, It is written by an act of yes. I think I finally got that right. Nice. I, I wanted to. I wanted to ask because I found an interesting list that I wanted to speak about. David Jabberbaum. Jabber Jabberbaum. Yes. Oh. The play is adapted from his book, The Last Testament, a memoir by God. Oh. <laughs> I like it. Oh, so I I found a, you know, researching um, bisexual awareness day. What you know, the literally the first thing that comes up is thirteen historical figures who are bisexual icons. Huh. Very nice. Mm. And they are right. Dun, 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 drum roll. Uh, so well, I I wanted to go through. So we have Virginia Woolf, um, who. Famously, uh, had an had well had a relationship with, um, uh, her fellow author Vita Sackville West's wife, um, and they were actually Vita Sackville West. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, this is hard. This is this is hard to read right now. But anyway, Virginia Woolf famously had a relationship with um, uh, another another woman, um, Casanova. Apparently, oh, um, there. It looks like Casanova had relationships with men. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, Lou Reed. Well, why does Lou Reed sound for me? Why do I know that name? Lou Take a Reed. walk on the wild side. Ah, well, the song says it all. Yes, right. And so here's where it gets interesting for me is is it has Walt Whitman as bisexual? As yes, exactly. Okay. And so that, and then it continues from here. It has Josephine Baker, Oscar Wilde. I think I heard that about Oscar. Well, well, Oscar, so I'll, I'll get into that. Okay. Uh, Greta Garbo, Malcolm X, and hmm. Anais Nin. Yes. Sir Alec Guinness, 
was apparently bisexual. Billie Holiday, which is, yeah, she's she was famously bisexual. Yes. Alfred Kinsey and Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, but the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because while it is an interesting list, what I... The inclusion of um, Walt Whitman and Oscar Wilde was really interesting to me because I always heard them as being gay. I didn't hear them as being bisexual. Hmm. And so it's really... Was the bisexual because they led a, a dual life? Right. So that's that's the narrative right. that I always heard, what, right. right? Was that, oh, well, they were gay. They just had, you know, you know what, what's called, quote, beards, right? Mm-hmm. They, they right. each had a right. beard, right. which is the, you know, a, a really woman that they were married to. Right. I think yes. that's just coverage. That's just... Right. But CYA. But you know, if you look through their through their letters and stuff, they do have very loving letters to their wives. Well, from what I understand about Eleanor Roosevelt's relationship with um now I forget her name. See, I didn't even but know this. There, there there's this it. wonderful letter in which she writes about the you know, feeling she gets when she caresses the northeast corner of uh the this woman's <laughs> cheek. And, right. Yes. Um huh. And they and Franklin built a house on the grounds of his estate at New Hyde Park, where Eleanor basically lived and you know uh, made you know made housekeeping with. I forget the name of this woman. Huh. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember this from history class. Yeah, you don't often <laughs> hear, hear about these in history. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't remember this. I mean, of, of, of the names you rattled off, you know. Um, I would say that Josephine Baker, Eleanor Roosevelt were probably the least surprising. So her name, her, she was an Associated Press reporter uh, named Lorena Hickok. That's it, yes. Who was openly gay. Mm-hmm. She was openly gay. But wow. But the reason I found it so interesting was because that for for these, for a couple of these people, I'd, I'd always heard that, oh, they were gay. They well, just, that was certainly the case they were just for, closeted. For Wilde and Whitman. Um, well, but that's but that's the interesting point is that it's like, well, if they did have, you know, very loving relationships with their partners in, you know, heterosexual, quote, heterosexual relationships, would they be bi? And the answer is they're not around for us to ask. True. And it's really because and there's a I imagine there's this pull between the two camps. It's, you know, well, were they bi or were they gay? Right, and, and you have to look at... You know, and it's uh, really we, not... We, we are making an argument here for gender fluidity. Right. You know? It's almost like sexuality is complicated. Mm-hmm. And that changes over time. And, and what... what you, and, and maybe there's no definite that, answer. That this was happening, that you really had to kind of be on the down low right. completely. So I can see them having a... Um, relationship of sorts with their beard, right? Okay. Um, I feel like Lord Byron should also be on that list, but that's I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. It's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I thought that sort of dynamic between, you know, well, what label are we going to give them? Right. <laughs> and maybe it's maybe it's a problem with our labels. Maybe they were just who they were. Right. And Quite possibly. And, yeah, and bias probably a lot easier mm-hmm. for. America and sometimes the world to digest in gay, I guess. That's well, true. You know, um Well it's well. it we, we, yeah, we yeah. You know, <laughs> we find it easier to, you know, like 
slap labels on things and put them in boxes, you know. Right. Little boxes on the hillside made of ticky tacky. Right. <laughs> right. I guess um, I, the, the reason I said well is because I feel like a lot of people have this mindset of, oh, well, gay being gay is just like being straight, but the opposite. It's like... Well, <laughs> I remember <laughs> reading an, artic- an essay in The Village Voice, Rest Its Soul, many years ago that argued gay people are different from straight people except in bed. Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? Uh, I forget, but I think they were referring to it as sort of being a state of being, you know, a sensibility, uh, a set of attitudes, beliefs, patterns, etc. I don't completely buy it. I see too much variance within people who call themselves gay. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with that. And, and what like was the statement again? Let's go back. That gay people are different from everyone else except in bed. Oh wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I I I would not I would not necessarily say that either. Mm-hmm. I I I get the sentiment, but I also feel like not necessarily. Well, let's put it this way, you know, when when, when uh, about 10, 15 years ago, who who here remembers the metrosexual? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 That was one of the one of those I would say nails in the coffin of, you know, the notion that there is somehow a uniquely gay sensibility or other because these were people who for all the world presented and claimed themselves as straight. Yes. But honey, Yes. 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 Um. Um. And and sometimes they were. Um. I like that label. I don't know. The the metrosexual. Yeah. Yeah. If that didn't if that didn't exclude me from being anything else, I'd yeah. I'd, I'd desire that label for myself. Yes. Yes. I th- I don't I, think I'd really fit it though. Well, actually, Griffin, I could see you pulling it off. Um. You know. <laughs> Um, you've, you've got that androgynous look about you. Hey, thank you. Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> that's, that's the, hey, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, it obviously means I'm being successful, which I'm happy about. Um, but oh, no, man. um. Oh, that I, kind of made my night actually. Thank oh, you. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy now. Um, you know, to, 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 to come to accept a notion of gender and sexuality as being fluid, shifting, uh, you know, having multiple dimensions, including the temporal one. Right. Um, I think might make it a lot easier for us to process things like that list you just, you know, read off. Right. So I have a, I have a friend who tutors as well and um we were talking about pronouns and i and and she said i today i when i ask about uh when i ask hers because i mean we'd known each other for a long time but we never really talked about pronouns or anything and so i i i asked hers just to make sure that i was getting it correct and she, and she said uh i you today i use she her i'm like oh that's really cool D- does that does that change for you and you know, and what she said was, "Well, I like. I'm leaving it open to the possibility that it could change." Ah, 
and I I I really liked that. There was that was a good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that takes me back to your convert to your comment earlier. We were talking about um, the terminology changing, and you said that you liked it—the fact that the terminology was changing, right? Yeah. Um, and people have a right to kind of be who they are and um, explore and change and grow, as we all do, on so many different levels. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it comes back full circle to that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It was a. It was. I don't know. It was. It. I'd never heard that explanation before. I in such words. I'd never heard that explanation before. Um, and I really appreciated that anyway because that's kind of how I feel. So. Huh. Well, that winds us right up to gas cue. Huh. Oh. oh boy. <laughs> Now I remember this as something you waited for in the you you sat in in the nineteen seventies. You sat in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, you sat in a gas queue. <laughs> I, I okay, all righty. I, okay. I don't get it. Okay, <laughs> nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. I'm like, okay, all right. Are you ready for the gas queue? Yes. Gay answers to straight questions, I and really we must do this. One. All right, we, we yes. must do this because okay. it helps to educate. Okay. And it removes ignorance. And we all know that people have asked us really bizarre questions. Yeah, that some they questions, would, though. Yeah, that they wouldn't dare ask someone who was not gay. Or just, it's just like, what? Really? You think you can ask me that? So here's one Some people are gay because it's a fad. Can you spot a fake gay person? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> The resp- this is kind of the responses we give, like, this person yeah. really asking this question. <laughs> um, it, you have, I mean, ignorance just means not knowing, but sometimes, you know, there's ignorance. So and it's just. I'm tempted to say it depends on what you mean by fake. I, well, the, I, 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 I would immediately. Those microphones. Yep, go ahead. I would immediately ask the question well, what do you mean? Why is fad a bad thing? Why is it being wow. a fad a bad thing? Wow. Because. It, you know, even if it is just because, you know, it brings them temporary enjoyment because they get to try something new, then that makes them a happier person, presumably. So why is that a bad thing? Huh, I hear you. So it's kind of like, so some people are, it's not that they're gay because it's a fad, because there's something, this conversation is out. People are talking right. about who they are, and it's not something that's in the closet as much. Right. Um, God it's forbid. Open. Right. God forbid someone you know tries something and doesn't like it, or tries right. something and changes their mind later. I guess the problem with that is this, though. You know, um, the judgmentalists mm. and their ilk use this to imply that therefore we can all make ourselves straight through act of will. And therefore, we should, because homosexuality is wrong. End of discussion. And I understand, you know, we we face a dilemma here. There are people for whom, you know, um, being gay is what they feel like at the moment. And at some other moment, we may run across them and they are feeling straight. You know, we're back to gender fluidity again. Right. Well, but well, the the thing is, since 
you know, what we've been up against for most of the time that we've had something in our society that we call homosexuality and set it off as distinct from normal. Right. That's actually also very recent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it's problematic because the people who do that and therefore wish to, you know, erase our existence as gay um, or homosexual, let me use that word here, um, it, it gives them cannon fodder. Thus, the emphasis on born this way. Right. So the so and this the same argument is used for trans people all the time. Oh well, transness is just a fad. You'll get over it. It's like well, you know. But the but I'd also the so the next question I'd ask is are are straight camps unethical because you're going against someone's core nature, or are they unethical because they're torture? Hmm. Yes. Well, okay, so, so so something that I that has been brought to my attention that I tend to agree with a lot because but that's just again, it's my perspective, it's the way I am is that our decisions have a lot of impact over our lives, right? And so you know, you can you can feel attraction toward someone that doesn't line up with what your you know, quote, sexual identity is. And what you're supposed to do. Right. Right. And not act on it and then never have that again. But does that mean that, you know, you're going against what your sexuality is? Or does that mean that, like, sexuality is complicated and it changes and that you change? And, you know, so it's, these are all, these are all labels that, you know, we've Hmm. come up with for these things. Mm -hmm. And... So it's like you know, well, it is are are straight camps unethical because they go against nature or because they're torture. And so how you you know you'd ask someone like if someone thinks that straight camps are somehow ethical, what if there was a gay camp? What if we put you in it? Why would you, why would you be upset over it? And so the one the the one part would be because it's not how I feel, which is obviously a huge part of it. But the other part would be because if they're anything like what straight camps are like, it involves torture. Mm. Torture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's one of the things that really bothers me in the world is this whole situation with priests and altar boys. And every time I hear right. that, mm, that, that yes. is being brushed again and someone, you know, there's no one that's who's who's serving time like where is that but you can put all of this energy into what consenting adults do right 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 adults both of those words consenting and adults yes okay right um and i i and i'm agnostic so you know i'm just kind of like looking at the pope and i'm looking at other people going is it just me you know i guess it just takes me there to this place and we have all of this hate we have all right. of these hate crimes in um, one of the, one of the, I mean, it's what, it's also what Hollywood was like until a couple years ago. Yeah. That like, you know, to, to be able to do the ambitious things you'd want to do as a woman. Right. You 
were regularly like assaulted or forced right. to do things right. that you would not right. want mm-hmm. to do. Right, right. And um, it's up to us to break down all of these. Absolutely, know. absolutely. Um, I don't know. It just it just brings me back there, especially with all of the one of the newsworthy things. You know, this um, politician is you know calling for. Christians shouldn't have to serve gays and, you know, in their establishments, and I'm going. Yeah. But what are we doing about the pedophiles? What are we doing about the priests? And, you know, um, I couldn't imagine um, having being Catholic and having a child and having them go in the Catholic Church. And maybe that's just me. You know what I'm saying? And have them being an altar boy. Like, yeah. I would be. I mean, I would be. To s- be fair, it's looking like kind of most churches anyway. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. So it's that, looking like, you know, the Bap, you know, the Baptist church is yeah. in a lot of trouble for it. So is the Orthodox yeah. Jewish church or a Orthodox Jewish yeah, uh, Eastern Orthodox or the, yeah. but there are Orthodox Jews. Yeah. Right. Well, both Yeah. is, you know, it's, there's, there's not really a structure out there where this isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, but from there, we go to Newsworthy or Not. Do we have a few minutes? And we're going to get that done. Are you ready? Cool. Okay, let's Lighten go. Lighten up the knot. So Bernie Sanders is too busy for for the 25th. Is that today or yesterday? 25th was two days ago. Two days ago. There was the LGBT forum. forum. Yeah, he did not attend, and neither did Andrew Yang. Yeah, I mean, well, with Bernie, he's, like, supported LGBT causes mm-hmm. since forever and it was a prior engagement he had so it's okay. not i'm gonna go back over the not, he just didn't have time so you're giving him a pass yeah, yeah. so this is kind of i roll two snaps child please next or yeah he's all right mm-hmm. hey. i guess i'll give him a pass okay now what he... was the problem with andrew yang though um yeah. they weren't scheduled i'm just reading the headlines mm-hmm going to go to the next one. Elizabeth Warren made a moving salute to the 18 slain black trans women. Yeah. yeah. Two snaps up. Yeah. Um, and it was the queer energy of this year's Emmy Awards. I don't watch the awards. I don't either. I don't either, though I did catch something this morning from uh, a uh, Facebook friend who uh, seems to have a lot of time Surfing the web for interesting news tidbits, but RuPaul was getting has been getting a lot of flack because he gave when he he with his win he celebrated his win with a big old smooch to his husband. No, oh, with something else because I'm sure that upset All a lot these of people. White folks around him. Oh, mm-hmm. I saw something. I didn't read the whole thing. I saw mm-hmm. something. Billy Porter won. Won he? He won. He won. Um, Laverne Cox, um, used her, used the platform to talk about, um, federal protection of LGBT and, in, in, uh, employees on October 8th. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, she, that's coming up. That's a big yes. deal. Right. Big, big right. deal. Um, so yeah, stay I don't on, watch stay on the, the lookout for that. Um, I think, I think I'd have to give, um, although, although I do kind of agree, you know, uh, actually a friend of mine put it this way with regards RuPaul, you know. Blacks who achieve a certain level of success distance themselves from their own. I'm not sure that's universally the case, but you do seem that see that happen often enough. Well, you know what I think it is. I think that a lot of minorities um, had impoverished backgrounds, mm-hmm. so because they're not still hanging around with Boo Boo and them, and then that same neighborhood, so maybe that's what that's what they're saying. 
Yeah. 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 All right. So we're going to get through the other ones really quick. We have like two minutes. You ready? Yep. Okay. Here's Morgan, misgendered Sam Smith on live TV. Child, please. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Piers Morgan. What do you expect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian Michael Smith is TV's first black trans man in a regular role. Um, he'll play a trans Sherlock Holmes in Ryan Murphy's upcoming nine one one. He's spin-off. going to play a trans Sherlock Holmes. That sounds really cool, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I recognize I'm in here is Sherlock Holmes. The Ryan Murphy. I don't get the nine one one. The Brian Michael Smith. But here, here. That sounds here, cool. Here. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Two Thumbs steps up. up. Yeah. Um, ben Carson blames the Bible for him calling trans women big hairy men. Wait a minute. Uh, I mean, ben, it's ben Carson, Carson, the the HUD secretary. Yeah. Our our our, our brain surgeon. Um, okay. Well, this yeah. ain't brain surgery. I'll grant that. Yeah. But. And Elizabeth Warren suggested he should resign over his anti-trans. He should have comments. resigned almost immediately. He's a terrible yeah. person. Oh, Next. here it is. I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with. Oh, this is a good one though. Arizona governor says Christians shouldn't have to serve gays. Republican, no doubt. Um, Doug Ducey says businesses should be allowed to deny housing, jobs, and services to LGBT people. But he says he's against um, discrimination in all forms. Last yeah, night, wait, whoa, give what? bigotry no sanction me, except uh, uh, for... Backup. Yeah, right. Yes, but we are, we are like out of time. We're going to have to come back to that one. Um, and the Barbie company, they're now selling oh, yeah, gender-neutral dolls. Yeah, that looked kind of cool. Yeah, it looked kind of cool. Right? Kind of cool. Um, Thumbs up. But otherwise, we, we are out of time, people. This is our hour. We're going to be so good and get out of here on time. Um, we'll be back next Thursday. We're good this and week. And Miss Fox will be back next yes. week. Say good night. Yes. Good night. Good night. Good night. See you next time. We've got uh, music to take us out in the four minutes left here. Yeah. And do you want to say what, what we're... Um... Oh, yes. Well, actually, this is four minutes ahead of the FCC hour, but uh, you are listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP, Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. That's us, guys. Have a good night.